Section Zero of Arabic Primer by Sir Arthur Cotton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Arabic Primer by Sir Arthur Cotton. Section Zero. Arabic Primer consisting of 180 short sentences containing 30 primary words, prepared according to the vocal system of studying languages. By General Sir Arthur Cotton, KCSI. Directions for using the books of the vocal system. The sentences in this primer are prepared according to the principles shown in a pamphlet on learning languages by Sir A. Cotton, of which the following is an abstract. 1. The language is to be learnt through the ear, and not through the eye. 2. Sets of sentences composed only of a small list of words, and no others, are to be used. 3. These sentences must be written by a native in the language to be learnt and translated into English, that they may be true native expressions, and not English expressions in foreign words. 4. Every word is to be pronounced separately by a native teacher, and repeated by the learner, five times at least by each, and no word is ever to be uttered by the learner, excepting immediately after the teacher till he is fully confirmed in a true pronunciation. 5. After the repetition of each word separately, the sentence is also to be repeated in the same way. 6. The learner is never to attempt to compose sentences until he has learned a large number of real expressions from the books. Otherwise, he will certainly get into a habit of using English expressions in the foreign words. 7. The learner must carefully learn where to place his tongue, in order to pronounce the sounds that are not known in English, without which he cannot possibly pronounce them. Nothing but thousands of repetitions can make the learner use them so freely as is absolutely necessary. There is no other way of accustoming the tongue to the new position. 8. And so with the pronunciation generally, and with the hearing, nothing but multiplied repetitions of word by word and sentence by sentence immediately after hearing them uttered by a native can sufficiently exercise both the tongue and the ear nine the whole attention must be concentrated as far as possible on one thing at a time if the attention be distracted by new words and new expressions pronunciation, etc., together, nothing approaching to correctness of pronunciation, expression, etc., can be attained, and an immense time is wasted. 10. The progress of the learner at first is extremely slow, and all the ordinary primers suppose a progress of a hundred times beyond the reality. And the sole reason why such enormous time is always expended in obtaining a most imperfect use of a language, is that it is attempted to
to acquire the pronunciation, the grammar, a multitude of words, the putting them together, etc., etc., all at once. And in this way, a real mastery of the language, so as to speak it correctly, as a native does, is never acquired. 11. Languages are usually learnt as if it took a long time to learn the grammar, etc., but that to speak with a good pronunciation and expression, and freely, and to catch the words from a speaker by the ear, were easily and quickly acquired. But this is exactly contrary to fact. Long before the pronunciation, the free use of words, correct expressions, and the ready hearing of the foreign words are acquired. The grammar, etc., is picked up almost without effort. 12. Whatever is learnt should be learnt thoroughly, and completely appropriated before proceeding to new words or expressions. It is an entire waste of time and labour to learn partially and hurry on to new things, losing what has not been well secured. Therefore, a few words should be taken in hand at a time, and these put into extremely short native expressions, and completely appropriated, so as to be nearly as ready at hand as one's own language, before proceeding to a second set. The first small set of words especially should be used in every possible way, and repeatedly, till they have become quite familiar. And it must be remembered that almost the whole pronunciation of the language is involved in the first hundred words, for they will contain almost every sound. It is of the utmost consequence to give abundance of time to these first sets of words and expressions, for immensely more is implied in their acquisition than might be supposed. And if a perfectly sound foundation is thus laid, further progress is safe and sure, and it will soon become comparatively rapid. 13. The materials, therefore, for the vocal system are sets of words with short sentences composed only of them, very gradually lengthened. Thus, the present primers consist of thirty, a hundred, a hundred fifty, two hundred fifty, and five hundred words, with a hundred and eighty, five hundred, four hundred fifty, and five hundred sentences composed of those words, beginning with two words in a sentence and ending with six or seven. It is an essential principle of this system that the learner is never to attempt to talk till he is thoroughly established in sound pronunciation, and in a large stock of bona fide native expressions. If this is neglected, he will inevitably become confirmed in false pronunciation and false expression, and never use the language correctly. There are everywhere thousands who have used a foreign language for twenty or thirty years, and yet who are with difficulty understood, excepting by those who are accustomed to their imperfect pronunciation and expressions. The exercises in them are these. First the teacher pronounces each word of the first five or ten of the thirty, and the pupil repeats it after him, with the English meaning five or ten times. This is done several times over, and then the sentences are begun in the same way. First each word repeated five or ten times, and then the sentence as many. 
This is continued through the first supposed five hours. The teacher then gives the Arabic word and the pupil repeats it, giving the English meaning, repeating this also five or ten times. The teacher then gives the English word and the pupil translates it several times. Thus the set of ten words is gone over repeatedly, and after this the sentences are gone through in the same way, again and again, till the whole of the five or ten words and their sentences are perfectly familiar. The next five or ten words are then taken, and so on. Perhaps these thirty words and sentences may be acquired in ten days of five hours, perhaps in less. But whatever time is required, it should be given to the first set, and nothing should be done with the second set till this is so acquired that the pupils can, with almost perfect readiness, give the English for the Arabic sentences or the converse. If fifty hours are given in this set, every word will have been heard and uttered more than two thousand times, and this is absolutely necessary. The words should be repeated deliberately, giving time for the attention to be well exercised on every word, and in this way about fifteen hundred words are heard and uttered in an hour. It is this thorough exercise of the tongue and ear, with the attention concentrated as far as possible on one thing, that is essential both to correct and ready pronunciation and recognition when heard, and nothing else can possibly give it. And it would take a tenth part of the time to do this in the quiet of study with a teacher that it would to do it in the ordinary course of conversation in social life, when the attention is distracted with a thousand things. Perhaps each of these five sets of sentences, containing one thousand words with their inflections, may require two months of five hours a day, or ten days each, but with many it may take much less. I add the following remarks. 1. The foreign character should not be learnt till after the language has been acquired through the pupil's own letters, so far as they are acquired, but as little use is to be made of the eye as possible throughout the course. 2. When I speak of the pupil not attempting to talk till well established in a large stock of words and expressions, I do not mean that he is absolutely never to use a word excepting with his teacher, but that he is to be very cautious about this, and not attempt to pronounce words or sentences excepting those that he has already thoroughly acquired from his teacher, till he is well established in correct pronunciation and expression. 3. The exercises of giving the English for the Arabic sentence when spoken by the teacher and the converse are of the highest importance, and essential to enable the pupil both to speak readily and at once to recognize what is said by a native. But the effort in these is far greater than in merely repeating the words and sentences after the teacher, and cannot be continued with advantage for more than half an hour or an hour together but the repetitions may be continued perhaps for two hours together, or the five supposed hours of the lecture in the day may be broken into three lessons. 4. After some progress has been made, and a tolerable pronunciation established, the pupil may begin to repeat by himself, word by word, and sentence by sentence, for a short time, but never for a single day without the exercise with the teacher if possible 
lest he get into a slovenly and incorrect habit of pronunciation, which he will inevitably do if he is not continually checked by a true standard in hearing the native teacher. 5. It is evident that in this system an experienced teacher is not absolutely necessary, but any moderately educated native will be able to give the necessary help. 6. One main point in this system is that not a day's work is thrown away, whether the study is followed up or not. 10, 50 or a 100 words with little sentences are of an immense use even if nothing further is learnt, and there is thus full inducement for everyone in a foreign country to begin to learn the language, whether he expects to be there a day, a month or a year. 7. In thus acquiring a thousand words, the grammar, etc., will be perfectly acquired with little effort, so far as is required for all use of the language in social life. If a critical knowledge of the language is required for any purpose, it may of course be mastered, as it would be by the pupil in his own language, by special means, though he has used it perfectly, grammatically and correctly before, without having a rule of grammar, etc. 8. It will be found in these sentences that, as in other languages, some are used by educated people which are not grammatical. As in English, the educated say correctly, I did it myself, or you did it yourself, but incorrectly they say, he did it himself, while the uneducated say correctly, he did it hisself. There are also some arbitrary expressions, as the word fi, literally in it, but used to express it is, or there is. The word tefelpul is constantly used, corresponding with our do me the honour, or be pleased to, but without expressing what is intended, as to come in, to sit down, to take a cup of coffee, etc., which is understood or indicated by some gesture, or by the circumstances of the case. End of section zero. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Recorded in Forgeside, Blynavon, Wales.